Good morning. Our scripture this morning comes from Philippians chapter 3. Hear the word of the Lord. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you that your spirit is always with us. And we pray that as we hear and ponder your word, that your spirit would move in our hearts, that we would receive a word that only you can bring. And gracious Lord, I pray that you would take these words of mine and turn them from water into wine because you will take even the simplest of things and do miracles with them. So do it even now among us this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm going to bring us a challenge this morning, a final challenge, because while Lent has ended, Easter has happened, and we're continuing now in our season of Easter. When you finished reading the walk and put it on a shelf, that's not the end of the story. Our walk doesn't end there. Our walk continues. Our walk should be every day, but I know we get to the end of a book and we just like to put it on a shelf. We think we'll remember, but let's be real. There's that whole out of sight, out of mind thing that happens sometimes. We think, oh, that was really nice. I remember when. But it's true that we don't always hold on to the things that we were so good and faithful with while we were together in a group reading faithfully every week, being encouraged and challenged and reminded about it at every turn. And so let me give us this challenge, this final challenge as we continue our walk. Believe it or not, I was a jazzercise instructor for nine years. I know, right? I was. And if I allowed myself to look back, oh man, how times have changed. <laughs> it was a great season. I loved that time in my life, but it's not where I am today. There are a few other things that have taken precedence and priority in my life and, and for good reason. Now, let me tell you, if you take me to a gym and try to get me to lift heavy weights, I'm not doing it. No, no way. Don't sit me there by myself and lift heavy things. Uh-uh. This might surprise you if you put me in a room with a bunch of people and you play some fun music. I'm there. I'm all about it. I will dance and I will have fun and I will get to, to be with people. And that is my favorite thing in the world. If it were closer, I'd be doing it today. It's hard to find, believe it or not, it's hard to find a jazzercise location. But friends, that's, that's what we do if we're not careful that sometimes we can um, get into this really good rhythm, 
right? We're like, look at us go. I've been praying more. I've been reading my Bible more. I've, I've found myself interacting with people more, being able to share some encouragement and maybe even my faith with people. And we're going along and things are really good. And then we put a book on a shelf. And then those routines and those habits don't continue. And because they don't continue, well, they become things that we've done before. And then, and then we start thinking about how great that was and how much we miss it. And then we even might start giving ourselves a hard time and being hard on ourselves. Well, you weren't doing, you're not, you haven't, you, all of those things that go through our heads and even our hearts. And we think, oh, if only, if only I could go back or do those exact things right now. But Paul says in, in this scripture this morning, he says, look, I know that there is something that I'm being called to, that this ministry, that this life with God, this walk of faith, this is what we're called to. This is what we celebrate as Easter people. This is what we're to be living into. But Paul gives us some very important advice. One thing I do, Paul says, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on. There are many times in our lives, if we look back, where we can see how things just felt good and, and things were, were going well and, and things in our faith just felt a bit tighter or neater or stronger, or we just felt like there, were, there was a lot more support or encouragement who knows what it is you're going through or, or what's causing you to feel that way. But as Paul says, it is not about what is back there, but what is today and what is leading us forward. You know, there are times when we get into habits and routines, some of them better than others, yes. But I would venture to say that a good number of us make coffee every morning. Anyone? Yeah, every morning, right? Every morning we're going to the coffee pot. We're either pressing the little button for our Keurig or we've got the whole pot ready to go. What if you went home and wrote a little note that could sit right there next to your coffee pot that says, give thanks? And a part of your morning routine with that coffee every day is that you were starting it off in prayer. Yep, you don't need a book on a shelf to be able to do that. But it becomes part of a routine. It becomes part of your life. One of the first things that you do is you give thanks to God for the day, for who you are, for what he's done, for what we have and what is about to happen. How many of you like to read some news in the morning? Anybody? Yeah, <laughs> maybe it's a newspaper because sometimes we still have newspapers. They do still exist. Maybe you're turning on your computer. Maybe you're sitting down to breakfast and have the TV come on. But what if you put your Bible right where the newspaper will land? What if your Bible was sitting right next to the remote where you will come and pick up the remote to turn on the news? And instead of picking up that remote control first, you picked up your scriptures first and you read a few verses. 
Because when you read a few verses of scripture first thing in the morning, when it's a part of the routine that you already have in place, then all of a sudden what you're about to read or what you're about to hear through the script through through the news outlets is going to be through a filter of the scriptures that you have just read. And when we allow the routines of our lives to be infused with our God, all of a sudden the routines of our lives take on this positive way about them. And then, okay, anybody have a day that they go grocery shopping? Are you like the Monday grocery shoppers? No, you're the Sunday afternoon, I know. We'll go over and see a bunch of you there. How about every time your hands hit a, a shopping cart, you say a quick prayer. God, as I push this shopping cart, help me to be attentive to the places and ways that I can be offering acts of kindness or even a moment of generosity. When we build it into the life that we're already living today, not the one that felt so perfect back whenever, but today, right now, when we're living our lives on purpose, intentionally, these lives of faith, right now, when we allow our hallelujahs to be our daily praise, it's no longer about a book on a shelf. It's about who we are as we walk with our God. A couple weeks ago, I shared with you some numbers that what it would look like if we all engaged in acts of kindness every day for the next year. And I know some of us, some of us are number people and we, we are, are driven by some measurable goal. So if you are a measurable goal type person, Hear these, hear these numbers. The average church in the United States right now averages about 50 people in attendance. That's just our average. So in one year, if 50 people in an average church took seriously the call to pray five times a day and, and read your scriptures at least five verses a day, to be committing acts of kindness every week, to be sharing in extravagant generosity every month and inviting people to worship, this is what it would sound like. Those 50 people would have prayed and given thanks 91,250 times. They would have studied 91,250 verses of scripture. They would have committed 13,000 acts of kindness, shared 3,000 acts of extraordinary generosity, and invited 250 people to worship. We are not an average church in the United States. 50 is not our attendance. So if you're a measurable numbers person, think about how magnified that those numbers are for a community of faith like ours. We have the potential to not just put a book on a shelf, but as we continue to walk our faith, as we continue to find the rhythms and the routines of life that encourage us in that faith, we are a part of an opportunity to change not only our lives, not only our community of faith, because when we do this together, it will be felt even here. But beyond that, within our families, within our community, 
friends, it will find its way beyond even us if we take serious this walk of faith that we're called to. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe that physical activity is important. My grandmother at 94 wouldn't sit down. She was always doing something. I know the importance and the value of moving, moving our bodies. The first Timothy 4, 7, and 8 from the message, so get ready for some words that are going to sound a little different. Here's what it says. Exercise daily in God. No spiritual flabbiness, please. Workouts in the gymnasium are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you fit both today and forever. Friends, these are not things that we have to do. These are things that we get to do. So let us forget what is behind and instead live today, today in the rhythms of life and faith with our God Today, live in a way that we are straining toward what is ahead, what is to come. Because what is to come is the goal, the reward, the greatest prize that we will ever know. It will not even compare to our best day on on this green earth. So let us press on. Let us walk with our God this day and every day. Amen.